Welcome to the Fort Bend Harris Retired Educators Podcast Series. The Texas Retired Teachers Association is the largest association in the nation for retired teachers, with a legacy of active involvement in the well-being of their communities. At the heart of the Texas Gulf Coast and TRTA's District 4 is the Fort Bend and Harris County TRTA unit, an engaging group of retired teachers and employees fostering lifetime friendships and experience the joy of giving back to students, staff, and faculty in our community. This is a wonderful group to be part of. We have a lot of things going on. I think at this time, um, we're just gonna go ahead with our program and Jennifer's gonna go first. So this is Jennifer Salazar. She's with our Texas Senior Medicare Patrol. So I actually work for the Better Business Bureau Education Foundation. And we have a special grant called the Texas Senior Medicare Patrol. We've had this grant since 2002. We were just renewed another five years and I am your state director where um, the Senior Medicare Patrol is in 54 locations. There's one in every single state in the United States, and there's one in Guam, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and Washington, D.C. What we do is we build Medicare fraud cases for Medicare control units like the FBI, Office of Inspector General, Attorney General's Office, and Office of Inspector General. We also go out and do speeches. We cover all 254 counties, and I have 190 volunteers that help me with the fight to stop Medicare fraud by going out and speaking. But today, I'm here to talk about the top 10 scams and schemes in your area. And the neat thing about the list we're about to go over is this is based on the phone calls that we get at the Better Business Bureau Education Foundation. These are based on your calls. We rank these from the least to the most. So we're gonna go through these and I'm gonna give you some tips too on how to deal with scammers. But first, we like to give you guys our numbers. And the biggest thing about this is when you call us, we actually pick up the phone. Or we call you within 24 hours. And I'm a brave woman, folks, because the first person on this list is my boss. So if you ever need anything, please feel free to call Candy Twyman or myself and we'll be happy to help you. So who is ready to count down the top 10 scams and schemes? Oh, come on. You guys ready? All right. Number 10. Congratulations, you won the Publisher's Clearinghouse. No, really, you did. They call you on the telephone to let you know that they're going to come to your house on Wednesday, October 16th, to record you with your big, beautiful check. But that's not all. You also won the Mercedes-Benz. Have your whole family there. Make sure your curlers are not in your hair and you're ready to take your check. We just need to verify a few little things first. Your name, your address. Oh, we also need to collect $275 for the taxes of your winnings. Who do you pay taxes to? The IRS. You're not gonna owe these people anything. It's a scam. Scammers love to take things that are real and turn it into a scam. Because if it's real, you might believe it. And this is a real scam going on right now with the Publishers Clearinghouse. In fact, the good news is the Publishers Clearinghouse has put out a lot of fraud alerts, but that still doesn't stop the scammer. In fact, scammers are so good now, they can get into your caller ID and change the phone number. 
In fact, they're so evil, they like to use your area code and the first three digits of your phone number. That's just evil, isn't it? And how many of you guys get phone calls from robots? Like, this is Jennifer from Card Services, press one, press two. Do you want it to stop? On your phone, the pound sign, ours, my 12-year-old will say, Mom, it's a hashtag. I'm like, no, it's not. It is a number sign. But anyways, straight-A student, too. I'm proud, but no, it's a number sign. We don't do hashtag. Press your number sign on your telephone seven times when you pick up the phone and you hear that robot. Why? Because it's calling you from what's called a dialer. And if you press your pound sign seven times, that dialer thinks you're a fax machine. And it takes you off that list. Now, do you know what happens if you do press one or two? Do you notice when you press one or two, sometimes it hangs up on you or something, and then the next day you get like 15 more calls? Scammers are just trying to find out if you're a real person because their dialers are putting numbers together. And once they find out that you're real, they're going to go say, uh, sell your uh, phone number to another scammer who's going to sell your information on and on and on. They're also going to go on the Internet and try to find out who you are and where you live because scammers can use that to their leverage, okay? And also, my friends, I'm sorry you didn't win any Jamaican lotteries either. That's always a very fancy one. Did you go to Jamaica? No. Do you think you won the lottery there? No, okay? Everyone in this room works so hard to be where you're at today, and thank you for your service as teachers and educators because you're the reason why our society keeps going is because of the work you did. Don't let these scammers take away your benefits. Number nine, looking for love in all the wrong places. The romance scam. This has different methods. So if you think that I'm not on the internet, this will never happen to me, wrong. Do you own a telephone? I think everybody in this room probably has some form of communication with the world. So believe it or not, People that are older, not just teens and people in their 20s or 30s, can also fall for the romance scam. What usually happens with this age group is scammers are evil, they're criminals, they love obituaries. They go through the newspaper or online and they look for obituaries. And then what they do is they find out everything they can about the person that passed away. Then they'll wait a few weeks, a few months, and they'll contact the widow. And what they'll do is, hi, Nancy, this is so-and-so. I went to high school with Harold. In fact, if you go to page 62 of our yearbook, you'll see us at the homecoming uh, football game. They'll get to know each other. And then he wants to come visit. But, you know, there was a big mess up at the bank. He was switching banks, and his account got messed up. And he wants to come see you, but his car's in the shop. Can you send him $500 for the plane ticket? In the office, besides fighting Medicare fraud, I'm known as Cupid because I always get these callers, and I'm fine with that. I had a caller a few months ago, and if you've heard me speak before, I'm sorry. It's just one of my best ones. She called me wanting to know if her boyfriend was real. Well, I, I can't tell you if he's real. How can I help you? Well, first, she wanted to see if he owned an art gallery in New York. 
Couldn't find one. Yes, I work for the Better Business Bureau, so if you need me to look up a business, I can do that too. Then she wanted me to look at an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. And I was a little bit confused. I only have a bachelor's degree, but I'm proud of that. And I'm like, okay, we went from New York to the Gulf of Mexico. Why am I looking at an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico? Well, because he got out of the art business and he decided to go work on an oil rig. Oh, okay, well, that's different. Well, I can't find that either, ma'am. Well, can you look up this attorney in Florida? Okay, and it, we went from New York to the Gulf of Mexico to Florida. So why are we in Florida now? Well, because for him to come back to the United States, we're in the Gulf of Mexico, hello. But anyways, for him to come back to the United States, I got to go pay taxes to his attorney in Florida who wanted me to send it to his P.O. box, but I want to make sure he's real. Bless her heart, she really wanted to believe this person was real. Turns out he's not real. I was able to, I asked her, may I please contact your son? And she agreed, so the three of us talked. The three of us talked. And he ended up, she ended up going to the doctor and she has the beginning stages of dementia. And it's very sad. But at least we were able to stop more money from going through. She lost about $20,000. So be careful who you become friends with, especially if you get a phone call from somebody you don't know. And also, if you are on Facebook or social media, they will target you. A lot of times, ladies, it's a retired general from the Army, a high status, or a retired doctor with lots of money. Gentlemen and ladies, I'm sorry, I'm just giving you the statistics, okay? Usually, it's somebody in her 25 to 35, looking good, will target older gentlemen, okay? All right. So, no looking for love, okay? Like my dad said when I was in college, if you want to need, uh, meet a nice boy, go to church. All right. No, and I met mine in history class in college, so. All right. Number eight, the secret shopper scam. How many of us want to work from home? Well, you're retired. You don't have to work, but would you like to make extra money? Yeah. You see an ad in the newspaper or on social media, and it's saying work from home, and it sounds wonderful, and they, you got to pay for an application fee. No. They want an application, and they ask for your checking account. No. They ask you to deposit a check because they want to start paying you immediately. Oh, no, 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 no. Did you believe it or not? That's starting some mo uh, money laundering in some situations. Just saying. Work from home is almost 95% not true. In some cases, it is. About 5% it is true. So if you ever have a company offering you to work from home, and if you want to check it out, give us a call, and we can look that up for you. You never know. Number seven, my specialty, Medicare fraud. First off, since you guys are retired teachers, is anyone on this, in this room on Medicare? Because I believe you guys are on TRS. Okay, so you are. So I'll go into this one just a little bit. So first off, know that Medicare will never call you on the phone, ever. You'll get a call from the Queen of England first because Medicare is not calling you. Why would people want to pretend like they're Medicare and call you? A Medicare number is worth at least $40,000, but not to you. It is very easy, unfortunately, to commit Medicare fraud. 
in one business day, do I have any math, retired math teachers in here? Oh, this is going to be fun. So in one business day, Medicare processes 5.3 million claims to 1.5 million providers. Only 3% of those claims are reviewed by Medicare because they want, that's scary, isn't it? Because they want Medicare beneficiaries to read what's called their Medicare summary notice, like an explanation of benefits. And it is up to them, according to Medicare, to contact Medicare, the senior Medicare patrol, if they see any fraud, error, or abuse. Now, let me tell you this, my friends. I have a lot of cases, and a lot of my cases are folks with Alzheimer's, dementia, nursing home folks, assisted living folks. I have a lot of schizophrenics. And then I have a lot of people that don't know how to read it because to some of us it looks like Greek unless you do it every day like I do. We see a lot of error. If there's an error, we work to fix it. For example, in this program, I cover the whole state, right? A lady in Fort Worth, 82 years old, was charged for a pregnancy test. The good news is she wasn't expecting, but it's what they call a coding error. Now, the next one was a gentleman from Anahuac. Now, I'm originally from Beaumont, if you can't tell from my twang, but he's from Anahuac, 69 years old, right? He was charged for a hysterectomy. Now, on that one, I contacted the doctor's office to get it fixed. And I'm, I don't come off as too mean at first, believe it or not. I know I'm cute, but I can get a little mean if I have to because you don't mess with my clients. But I told him, I think there's a coding error and you probably need to fix it. They didn't fix it. That's now abuse. Because it's like when I teach Sunday school. I'm a teacher too. Haha. <laughs> no, just little ones. First grade. And I teach them, a sin is a sin, but you do it anyway. You know it's bad and you do it anyway. They knew that was bad. They did it anyway. That's abuse. And guess what? That goes to our friends at the FBI. But real fraud is things that happen in the Medicare program where scammers are doing things. They know it's wrong. They want your Medicare number and a doctor's signature. That's all they need to commit Medicare fraud. And I could go into that for hours because that's my specialty, but I'm not going to. The biggest one going on right now, though, is genetic testing. Medicare, they took something that's real and turned it into a scam. Genetic testing is real. You can get genetically tested to see where you're from. Believe it or not, my dad said we're from Scandinavia. I'm like, no, most of this is bleach, but okay. But you can find out where you're from. You might can find out some things that's wrong with your bloodline. However... Medicare did approve genetic testing last year in rare, rare circumstances. It has to happen in your doctor's office, and usually you have to have stage 3 or 4 cancer. However, scammers keep up with the Medicare program. They knew that this was approved, so they developed all these companies, and these companies started recruiting people to do genetic testing. The people that are doing genetic testing usually does, do not even realize they're part of a scam. A lot of them are even cancer survivors, and they think they're going to save you. But the problem is they just want that Medicare number, 
They do the genetic test, and they do these everywhere. We've seen it at Walmart parking lots, Starbucks. My favorite is the Berkshire Brothers grocery store in Granbury, Texas, in the produce section. Now, I don't know about you, but that's just nasty. But they take a cotton swab, and they swab. They do it at festivals, health fairs. That's not your doctor's office. And my friends, I can't look at somebody, and they can't look at somebody and say, oh, you have stage three or four cancer, let's swab you. No, what they're doing is going up to folks saying, do you have a history of cancer? We need to do a test to make sure you never get cancer. But no, it doesn't stop there. If you say, no, I don't. Parkinson's, no. Alzheimer's, no. My favorite, because it's offensive to me, are you overweight? Do you want to know why you're overweight? We can tell why by the gene. Seriously. That is the genetic testing scam with Medicare. So don't give your Medicare number out to anybody. If you accidentally did, call us. Let's get it fixed. Okay, number six. Anybody in this room a grandparent? Oh, is it nice you can love them and send them home? Spoil them up? The emergency scam. A real call that we received. Now, let me tell you something about the uh, emergency scam. Scammers are so good now, they go to social media, they find out everything they can about who they're going to call. Even if you're not on Facebook, your grandchild might be on Facebook. Also, there's technology now that they can try to record your grandkid talking, and when they call you, it sounds like your real grandchild. Isn't that sick? So a lot of times when you get this call, it might sound like your grandchild. Get a code word. Get a code word or a code phrase. And that is Jennifer Salazar, Texas Senior Medicare Patrol and part of the Better Business Bureau Education Foundation. If you'd like to find out more, go to bbb.hou.org. Drill down to the Better Business Bureau Education Foundation for more details. And it's time to take the 2020 census. And to tell us more about that, Nathaniel Lyles. And, and of course, I, I, I feel speaking to a bunch of educators that, <laughs> that you are aware that of the importance of the 2020 census. Every 10 years, and they've been doing it since 1790, that every 10 years, the United States government counts its own, counts how many people are in the country. And what they use, they use their own citizens. They mobilize their citizens force. Um, and that you have to be a U.S. citizen to work for the census, but you do not have to be a citizen to be counted by the, by, by the census. So we're in, that, we're in that phase right now where the U.S. government, uh, the Census Bureau, is gearing up to count uh, the people in the country in uh, 2020. And as such, uh, for Fort Bend County, um, for Fort Bend County, uh, I think there are approximately 800,000 people in Fort Bend County. And we need uh, about 4,000 people to help with the census. Um, and I forget my manners. Uh, let me go over here and introduce my, uh, actually, I'm gonna introduce my boss. Uh, uh, Robin, Robin Brown Bowyer. This is uh, she's the uh, manager for Fort Bend County and other surrounding counties, as many as 13. 
This is Ann Davis. She got Ann and Alitra Brown, and they both worked with me. Uh, and we are co-workers in Fort Bend County, and we do Fort Bend County and other counties. But our principal task is to is to find people to work for the U.S. Census. Um, generally, right now, Fort Bend County, the job pays. $18 an hour, flexible hours with um, pay, you get paid for training and you get paid mileage. So if you, uh, it's, as, as Ms. Russell was saying, Linda was saying, I'm retired, so it kind of fits my lifestyle, kind of fits what I want to do in order to earn some extra funds for, uh, for whatever reason. Could be a vacation, could be a new car, could be whatever reason that you, you, you need to earn some money. But uh, you might want to, you might have grandchildren, you might want to splurge on or something like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good, honest work. Um, and they pay you, they will train you. Uh, who's this, the speaker prior to me was talking about scams? Well, um, the, the way that the census work, uh, and I'm going to let uh, Alitra tell you how the census works. <laughs> Okay. No, no, I'll let. Yeah, she's. So, um, one of the things that a question that was asked of us is that, what happens if someone comes and knocks on my door? What happens if someone calls me? Oh, a couple of things. Um, next year, you'll receive a mailer in the mail, which will give you information about the census. Some information that we have right here available for you about why we do the census, what's the, what's the process, and what's the purpose of the census. So you, you can get that information here from us, but you'll also receive that information in the mail. So this mail that you're going to receive is going to give you options, options in order to complete the census. This year, unlike any other census, we'll have an opportunity to complete the census online. So that's one. And then the next one it's going to tell you about is to do it, and you can also submit it in the mail like we've done in previous years. Now, if you don't want to do either, then that's what we're hiring for today, is census takers to actually come and knock on your door and to ask you the questions that are going to be sent to you in the mail or you can answer online. And so how do you identify people that are working for the census? They should have a government issue badge. And on every government issue badge, it is a golden print on this badge. And on the, in that print has all of our personal information on it. So if it doesn't have an expiration date, an issue date, Department of Commerce, and our name and photograph, and then also information on the back with a stripe, then you can't question whether or not that that's a census, a true census person, a true census employee. And unlike any other year, you can actually go online and do and go to the census website to see if we're actually an employee because our, you should be able to go in, type our names in, and then we should come up. So there are a couple of different ways where you can verify us. Um, we, can't in, we, we don't necessarily endorse if someone comes to your door to say, hey, I work for the census. Can I come into your home and sit down and talk to you about the census? It's up to you, but if you don't trust it, don't do it. There are, we have heard of different scams that are going on out there that people are coming to the doors and calling and saying the census 
be your own uh, security for yourself. If you don't trust it, if they don't have a, a badge, then question it, okay? So just make sure that you're doing your due diligence for your own safety and for your own security. And then just remember, the census won't be picking up the phone and calling you and saying, hey, let me ask you a few questions. And on top of that, what's your bank account information? We just need to verify that this is you. That will not happen with the U.S. Census. Okay? Oh, and the Census, we have iPads. We do all of our work off of iPads. And it will say 2020 Census. And it'll look just like this. It'll say 2020 Census. Okay? I'll add one other thing that, that um, prior to in the hiring process, uh, when you go online and you complete your application uh, and you're available and, and they call, uh, and one of the steps is, is that they will call and you will have to be fingerprinted. And they do, is it a 306 or uh, SB85, which one? Uh, background check. Yeah, it's a, it's a background check. So all, all of, uh, anybody that has this badge has, gone, has been vetted by the United States government. And so they've gone through fingerprinting and they have um, gone through a, a background check. So uh, with, with that in mind, Robin. I don't have much to say. I usually just kind of come out and monitor them and see how they're doing at events. I am the recruiting manager for Fort Bend County. Um, I also have 12 other counties that I work with. So if you have friends or family in Brazoria or Galveston or Warden, some of those other counties further up south, those are my counties. And I just go in and I just kind of check on the recruiting assistants. And they're basically we're here because, again, we're the recruiting staff side of the Census Bureau. So we need help in the Fort Bend County. And you are uh, teachers. And again, he stressed that the importance. I am a professor at Lone Star College. So we understand the importance of money going back into the school systems. So, oh, and I graduated in Fort Bend too. Yeah, elementary, middle school, and high school. <laughs> So I love Fort Bend, and I, I want our money right back in Fort Bend, so I do push my people <laughs> to get out there to help us. So I think he mentioned to me about the safety of the jobs of being census takers. So again, as Elytra said, these are just individuals that have not responded. So you will be in the field in your community. So it's different this year. We want you safe in your community. So pretty much wherever you live, that's where you're going to be doing your, you're going to be uh, taking the census, getting people to uh, sign up and do the census, take the census. So we're not putting you far out. I won't put you in Brazoria or we won't put you in Galveston. We're going to keep you right here, Sugarland and Missouri City, the areas that you're familiar with. There's also a census field supervisor in the field. That's if you're not safe, then we don't want you going to that home. That census field taker is going to hear what you're saying, supervisor. That position is also available too. If you just want to be a supervisor, that position is paying $20 an hour. So if you just want to supervise those that's in the field, you can also stress that on your application. But that's it, we're more the recruiting side. We did have someone that wanted to, that couldn't be here. We had a grand opening downtown. So all the managers and partnership specialists, they were out downtown 
uh, at the opening with the mayor. So they're having a hard, he had a hard time getting here to assist us because he had another presentation, but mostly our end is more on the recruiting side. Okay, thank you. Yeah, okay, um, any questions? And, and, and during the process, the census does pay, they, they pay your mileage. Uh, the mileage is, they paid the government rate, which is 58 cents a mile. Uh, so keep in mind that, that you are paid for training and you are paid from travel to, for travel. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. And they're going to be here and have information and they have their cards up there. That would be something really good. Uh, I know Eleanor will be putting that in the newsletter, but you know, send that link out to your friends and they'll know other people uh, that might like to do that. And for those who like to get their 10,000 steps in, you'd probably get it in the first day. You know, exactly. Thank you so much. TRTA gives back to our community, families, and students by supporting the East Fort Bend Human Needs Ministry, the Children's Book Project, passionate volunteer teamwork by the Fort Bend and Harris County Retired Teachers. Before we go, here's a quick reminder. The Texas Retired Teachers Association meets on the second Thursday of the month at Sugarland United Methodist Church. The Texas Retired Teachers Association are active, involved retired educators who encourage the economic, intellectual, social, and physical well-being of our members, promote educational excellence by providing books for children, encourage volunteer opportunities, and support legislation favorable to retired and active school personnel. Be sure and share this podcast on your social media feed. Tell your friends, fellow teachers, about TRTA. To find out more, go to trta.org. Thanks for listening. This is our